welcome you to another episode of the Real Estate Market Minute. My mission is to help you better understand the latest trends in the U.S. real estate market and share with you my analysis and industry expertise. I want to help you gain an advantage and feel confident whenever you're buying and selling real estate. I'm your host, Mark Salib. I'm a passionate real estate professional, advisor, and investor, and love what I do. DM me on Instagram at the Salib Group or send me an email, mark at the well, we've got to talk about the latest reading, S&P K-Shiller Index. It's one of the most widely followed indexes for home prices and the value of homes and where they are going month to month. Uh, K-Shiller looks at the top 10 metropolitan cities and it does an index for the top 20. So it gets a very good national gauge of where home values are going and they're going higher. Uh, in April, 0.5% higher month to month after they made seasonal adjustments. And according to Case Schiller, we are only nationally 2.4% below where we peaked back in June of 2022. So if you were to look at the overall decline of the housing market, you're from that peak, you're down 2.4%. Um, so you know, from a from that perspective of the peak in June. Okay, to the declining values that happened. So we saw declines for several months. If you look at Case Schiller over the past year or so, because I mean, we're kind of a year, really a year away from that peak, uh, you saw several months of declines, probably anywhere between you know six to eight months. But in the last three months, you've seen a rise in home values. Um, so that's why you see that you know, even though you had a decline of probably you know, somewhere between 5 and 10%, you're now looking at an overall decline of 2.4%. Now, remember, those are national numbers um, broken down by city. They do look at the top metropolitan areas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where you saw the greatest declines were, I'm sorry, the greatest uh, gains in April, in April, month over month, uh, was Miami, Chicago, and Atlanta, Prices in Miami were up 5.2%, Chicago 4.1%, and Atlanta up 3.5%. I've been talking about Atlanta, and to keep your eyes on that one, I think that city still has room to go. Um, now, <laughs> when you look at the declines, all right, so, so declines were larger in April than in March in 17 of the top 20 cities. So it's interesting because nationally we're up a little bit, but if you look at the biggest cities compared to a year ago, actually were larger price declines in April than you saw in March in 17 of those cities. So there are still a lot of issues. And in those cities, were uh, those cities consisted of Boston, San Francisco, uh, and Cleveland. They were only the ones that showed sort of a, a little bit of an increase. Um, but out of the declines, you know, look, that's that's pretty significant when you compare it to a year ago. Uh, that we're seeing more declines uh, than we were before. However, nationally, things are looking pretty good. So it's a recovery that we're underway. And according to Craig Lazar, he's a managing director of S&P Dow Jones, he said that, quote, the ongoing recovery in home prices is broadly based, close quote. So he sees an overall increase in market. A lot of things they talk about is that same thing that I've been telling you. You know, there's a, just a, a, a still in a low inventory environment, despite home builders trying to, I guess, bring us back from where we were and increase that inventory to help. But it's just still not enough. We're still short. The last number I saw just in Florida alone, 
you know, it's it's still in the millions. It's still in the millions nationally. We're still in the millions as far as shortage of homes and how many we need to catch up. So until we get to that point where supply is equal enough to meet the demand, we can't really see price declines, right? Now, will we get to that point in time soon? No. This is a three to five, six, seven, maybe eight-year story depending upon location and how many people are moving into a state versus moving out. Again, it's all going to be sort of a local story. But just the one thing to keep in mind is that you know, as rates continue to come down, which I think they will towards the end of the year and into next year, we will see even more, I think, a couple of things. We're going to see buyer interest pick up because affordability improves, but I also think we're going to see sellers more willing to sell because sellers, many, many sellers, are still in a home with a very low rate, you know, anywhere from 3 to 4%. Very hard to give that up. And I think until you start to see something where, okay, this makes sense to me. If I sell my home, I'm finally ready to downsize, or I'm finally ready to upsize, or I'm finally ready to move into another place. That's going to be when those rates come down. So not only will you get buyers more interested, but you'll get more inventory too, because sellers will be interested in selling and and being okay with giving up that very low rate they have. Once that combination happens, you'll get a very nice and normalized market, one where I think You'll see much more movement. You'll see a much more healthier look to it. And I think we're very, very close to getting there. I predict by the end of the year, if not early next year, you will already start to see the beginnings of that, where month supply will be more of a match towards leaning towards the buyer as we get more inventory due to the new construction and due to sellers putting their home on the market as rates go lower and affordability improves for buyers. All right, that is it for me today. As always, if you got questions or need advice about your situation, go ahead and DM me on Instagram. That is at the Salib Group. Don't forget to leave a rating for the show and subscribe to help others find the show and be informed and educated about the real estate market just like you. See you on the next Real Estate Market Minute podcast.